1: U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss of RotoWire. This podcast is sponsored by FanDuel. I doubt they listen to it, so I probably don't even have to read this. But in the event that they – in the very unlikely event that they are listening – there is a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's more than $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. This is Chris Liss of RotoWire, and I'm just so ecstatic to be talking to Yahoo Sports Dalton Del Don. And, uh, what's up, man? How's your dog doing? Is he all right?
1: Yeah, I just came up in the vet. It's just every three years you need to go get a rabies shot or the county tracks you down and attacks you. And he had a little growth going on, and I'm a bad owner, and I uh, had basically ignored it. But uh, every, so far, so good. I mean, he's nine years old. He's a boxer. They don't you typically last longer than 10 years. So, um, But everything went okay, relatively.
0: That's funny because that sounds like a cover story to me. What I actually heard is that your dog tried to commit suicide. Who told you that? Who told you? Animals don't commit suicide. Do you realize, like, what a—just a, what an unpleasant person to be around you would have to be for your dog to try to commit suicide?
1: Yeah, that that, that would be pretty bad fate, yeah. We, we live outside a—like, there's a lake kind of by us, and right. one time he got outside the fence, and he uh he ended up in it. And uh, I had a neighbor who, whom I had never spoken to three doors down came and, and alerted me, but I don't believe it was uh, on purpose to commit suicide.
0: Uh, well, we'll see. I, I, I kind of think that probably was in your case. <laughs> your dog If your dog commits suicide, it's like that's just like, listen, I'm that's a dog. That's I have a good, you know, I'm, I'm a house pet. I get fed. I don't have to, like, deal. But fuck it. This, this owner I'm with is so depressing. <laughs> I'm just going to kill myself. It's not worth it. It's not worth the perks of being a, a dog. Anyway, right. uh, I'm just going to come straight out with it. I had a lot of wine tonight. We were at this uh, – Whatever. Heather signs us up for these, like, sushi. It's like this person's apartment, and they get, like, real Japanese chefs, and this and it's in Portugal. So it was this Portuguese-Japanese chef, and they got these Japanese-Portuguese Fado players. Fado is, like, the local, you know, mu- musical uh, genre that comes out of here. It's like, you know, mariachi in Mexico or the flamenco guitars in, you know, Spain or whatever. Um, and so, you know, the guys were really good. And it was chill, um, but they just kept refilling the wine glass. If you finish your wine glass, they refilled the wine glass. If you finish your wine glass, they refilled it. And, of course, you know, I, I drink fast, you know, so they they just kept refilling. So that's just where I'm at. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to fake it. I'm just going to be honest, straight up.
1: Yeah, you're probably drunk off two glasses of wine. I've been around you. You're a lightweight.
0: Yeah, right. That's just,
1: well, I'll, throw I'll throw some things at you first. Throw some,
0: throw some, yeah, because I got nothing, and this is not – it's already after midnight, my time, so we're just going to – bust through this kind of quickly all
1: right so um did you watch the oscars
0: no i i did wake up the next morning and saw what happened and i think it's hilarious i think it's great what i was talking to paul Sporer about when he came on the xm show is that it's just funny because the oscars are really one of the most low stakes it's such a low stakes thing like which movie won i know people are like oh they took moonlight's moment away and all so it's like dude it's just people voting, right? It's not, like, it's not like sports where, like, there's a tennis match and they're in the finals and one of the players earned the victory by outplaying the other player, right? The film's just – they earned whatever they earned by creating the movie. They made that movie. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of skill, whatever. Or maybe the movie sucked. I didn't see any of them, so I have no idea. But good or bad, the work you put into it is what made the movie. People voting is totally uh, irrelevant to that. It has nothing to do with it. And so the whole idea of, like, oh, what a moment for them, whatever, it's like, dude, it's just some fucking people voting. And it's all a bunch of millionaire Hollywood people. Like, who gives a fuck which one won? You know, I mean, actually, like, Forrest Gump beat Pulp Fiction. You know, and like, you look at that 20 Uh, years later and you're like, that's a joke. Pulp Fiction holds up. Or, like, the movie Crash, which is one of the dumbest movies I've ever Terrible seen. Terrible you know? movie, yes. It was yeah. just stupid, right? It was just implausible, the whole thing. But, like, it won. It's just some fucking idiots voting with their political preferences and whatever else. It's, like, it's, it's totally meaningless. So, like, the idea that, like, oh, this is a whole thing. It's like, who cares? And, you know, BoJack Horseman, they had a, a whole thing with M- Mr. Peanut Butter nominating BoJack erroneously. So, you know, we already I felt like after watching BoJack, I'd already right, understood right. the whole joke already. Yeah, no, so I
1: run an Oscar pool, um, so I try to get into it a little bit because I've just done this for, like, 20 years. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is a joke. I've actually only only saw one of the nominated best pictures, Hell or High Water, which had no chance of winning, which was a fun movie, whatever. But, um, yeah, saying, now I'm with you. Are you saying it had
0: no chance of winning come Hell or High Water? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying.
1: But, no, it's all political, and I, I will check out Moonlight when I get a chance. I watch an obscene amount of TV, but for movies, just I just don't go to the theater anymore with two kids, but um, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was pretty crazy though what happened. I, I'm a big Adam Krola fan. He was a joke writer for Kimmel, and so I, I tune in, like I said, my Oscar pool. But pretty, pretty funny that it, that the the ending of the Best Picture happened in that way. And Warren he totally tried to defend himself and all that, just total chaos. So, but was curious like, if you.
0: It's not like a surgeon like leaving a scalpel in somebody or like you know taking out the wrong person's kidney or something. It's fucking who cares? It's, who cares? It's is truly right. Truly low stakes. You know, I mean. The, the real fraud is the fucking Super Bowl, right? Like,
1: somebody had the envelope
0: that was like, Atlanta wins the Super Bowl, and I get cover, I cover, and all this stuff, and then like, for some reason, Kyle Shanahan pulled out the wrong play calling envelope. You know, there was like, or maybe some imposter that was looked like Kyle Shanahan started calling the plays all of a sudden in the third and fourth quarter. But either way, that was way more of a. But what do you think of this? I, I um, you know, people have been saying this on Twitter, and it's not original or anything. But the idea that like, you know, the Super Bowl was totally over, yet somehow the Patriots won. The Warriors-Cavs series was totally over, yet somehow the Cavs won. The Indians-Cubs series was totally over, yet somehow the, the Cubs won. The uh, presidential election was, like, all but wrapped up after the Trump um, scandal, the last right. scandal where he, you know, on tape basically bragged about sexual assault. And, and he still won. Like, and the, everything this year has been like, here's reality. Nope, we're going to pull the rug right out from under your, ex- your very reality. Like, obviously it's a bunch of unrelated incidents, but at what point are we like, you know, what, like we create our own lives through our own, like we're like a film projector. Your brain and your eyes and your senses are like a film projector. And you start to create your own reality, you know, collectively and individually. And, And at some point we're all like somehow tacitly, unconsciously, subconsciously agreeing that there's no such thing as reality anymore. What you think can be swept out from under you like a rug at any moment. Hell, the Cubs may not have made the next
1: series. I was at the game personally in San Francisco when they entered the ninth inning up three runs in Game Four of the divisional round. I right. mean,
0: but yeah, I mean that—that's that's one thing. But I'm talking about the finals. Yeah, everybody oh, in the world is right. watching these larger events. Like I'm talking about the World yeah. Series. Sure, sure. The Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl is fucking ridiculous. It's twenty-eight to three.
1: Okay. The, the, the WPA was, like, it was actually under
0: 1%. Yeah, of course. But that's, those probability things don't mean shit. Those guys are whatever. I, I mean, it's, they, I they, don't, they don't take into account the cascading of certain things. But Whatever. Okay, so it's 28-3. Not only that, it was, they were up 8. All they had do was kick a field goal. They, they, got the, they were up 8, and they got the play to Devonta Freeman. They got, it was like a 50-yard play that got them in range. Right. The game was fucking over. They would have needed an onside kick. Yeah, it could have happened, but that would have been totally, you know,
1: Fluke miracle. Okay, so what do you make of this then? What is your I don't
0: know. I don't know. I I just feel like you know, Trump. Obviously, everyone knows Trump just makes shit up. And it started with Bush, where like some Bush dickhead who was in the administration was like, "We create our own reality. We're an empire now." I feel like we're in an era where like reality is just sort of it's so much more fungible and flexible than than one would think. And you know, again, I'm talking about a bunch of unrelated, unconnected incidents. Not correlated at all. It's different sports, an election, the Oscars, but it's like you won best picture. No, actually that's wrong. You won best picture. At the moment they announced La, La Land is best picture, their win probability for La, La Land was like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. But yet no, there was an error. Of course, you know, it's like think about the win probability in that case. It's like all and, and think about what the most watched programs in the world are, right? I mean, there's some shit like in India, some cricket match, I'm sure, that's huge. But oh, like,
1: no, it's the it's Super Bowl I Bowl, Oscars two. the Oscars, Oscars two. the
0: World Number Series, two. and the NBA Finals, and the presidential yeah. election. I mean, these fucking things are, you know, any events in the U.S., those are five of the most watched events in the U.S., and all five, individually, independently, were like, this guy's going to win. Nope, that guy won. You know, I mean, it was just really, it's, it's really uncanny.
1: No, that, that, that really is interesting. I, I, I have no conclusion. To, I have no idea what to say about it, but that is really interesting that it all happened, a confluence of events all in one one year. Speaking of uh, Pulp Fiction, by the way, which is top five for me all time, and my, my favorite scene of any movie or TV is when Bruce Willis goes back. For, for Marcellus Wallace, uh, and, and you know, with the sword, so he doesn't that, go back
0: for him. He goes back. Oh, when he goes back to save him, right? Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite scene of
1: any TV he or movie was... show of all time. But that's what's funny?
0: Oh, that's a great scene. But he goes back. He he was gonna skip town. He was gone. He goes back to get his watch, right? Because of the the sacrifices yes. that Christopher Walken made to get him that watch, yes. right? For yes. his dad, right? And yes. so that's why he's back. That's the only reason he's even in Marcellus Wallace's orbit. And then Marcellus Wallace tries to kill him, but so he has to run him over. And then they get into that situation where he, out of the goodness of his heart, goes back to, to yeah, basically no, save I, I his
1: love it. They're literally at each other's throats, about to kill each other, and then he goes back to save him. Because, Dead's dead. Dead's dead. And
0: the, the beauty of it was it is because as bad as Marcellus Wallace was, and he was basically Satan, he had like a 666 taped to his head. The level to which Zed was going to with Marcellus Wallace, he found unacceptable. It was a, Exactly. He found that too far. Like, that dude, too this, far. It's, it may be Satan, but this is a bridge too far. Not,
1: exactly. Not so that's, that's literally my favorite scene. Um, anyway, I brought that up because I just watched Hateful Eight yesterday. Have you seen that?
0: I have not seen it.
1: Okay, so I I've normally watch all of Tarantino movies and theaters, and this one I, I waited a while. So never mind, you haven't seen it. So it's, it's two hours and 45 minutes long. And basically the entire movie takes place in a cabin, and it's worth watching. He's he's obviously a decent filmmaker, so I, I would recommend Hateful Eight. Uh, right. It's worth watching.
0: Check I'll, it out. I'll check it out. I like Quentin Tarantulino in BoJack, who decides with <laughs> Todd that <laughs> it's not really a movie. It's a, What was it? What did they decide it was? It was some sort of, like, subscription to a, f- a fruit basket subscription. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. That was good. Yeah.
1: Anyway. All right. All right. So my 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 main worry right now, just in my life, is is Kevin Durant going down. I mean, I was sitting there, uh, you know, in person, game seven, and I've just totally said to myself, it's okay that I had to witness that because it would not have uh, Durant would not have gone to the Warriors had they won that game, and he's even since then come forth and admitted as, as such. So, you know, it's okay. You know, they won seventy three games last year without him, but. Jesus Christ list Durant as a bone bruise and an MCL sprain. And uh, all I care about are the Warriors. I mean, I can't care about the 49ers. I mean, what, what am I going to do with myself?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, just commit suicide. I honestly, like, (laughs) you know, I mean, there's, I mean, just think about it, right? I mean, if Durant plays and is completely healthy, the Warriors have a very, very good chance to win the championship. And if he doesn't play or the injury extends more than a month, then they just have a good chance to win the championship. And I think that discrepancy is enough to kill yourself over.
1: Yeah, that's probably enough. I mean, well, we had not dealt with this. I mean, Curry got uh, his his MCL sprained during the playoffs last year, and he couldn't shake Kevin Love in the final possession of the most important, you know, moment in in, in basketball in the last few years. So even if he does return, Durant might not be fully healthy. And most importantly, I have a sizable, by far, I'm not going to reveal it, but a very big like a bet. thousand,
0: right? Like, How much was it? a thousand uh, against the field?
1: Um, yeah, yes. With Andy and
0: I got ten percent of that, so I got a hundred on that. So I'm sick of sending you money. So hopefully Durant. Look, I never root for injury. I hope Durant gets healthy in a week and then decides to walk the earth. Like it's such a miraculous healing.
1: There you go. Tying it back to Pulp Fiction. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Like it's such a miraculous healing. Like he's supposed to be at a month and like he's, he's back a week and then he finds the Lord. He's like, there's no way that I could have been back a week without the Lord's intervention. And you know what? I've got more important things to do than basketball. I'm out.
1: Right. All right. Well, I hope he returns and and decides to continue playing basketball. (laughs) Um all right, I'm gonna throw this to you for the rest of this uh podcast before but before that I will say I uh I did a three hundred and fifty dollar entry fee a Rotowire um N F B C League. And I'm going to do a fifteen hundred dollar one later this month. Um I, I, I'm not even just shilling because you, you work for Rotowire. I think it's the best it's the best way to go. I've looked at all the options in NFBC and I, I, I think the payout for the for the big money payout if you win the whole thing and for your league, I, I honestly think it's the best uh Return on your investment. So uh uh anyway, I got the number one pick and I put my money where my mouth is and I took Clayton Kershaw.
0: A real man would have taken pictures in rounds two and three also, but I did Well I took
1: him. I took you Darvish, round two.
0: Ah, oh, you Darvish, that's such a bad pick. Yeah. No, that's great. What are you uh, talking I respect about? What are you. God, talking you're such about? a fucking idiot. It was he funny. We we uh both
1: we... of us win the Cy Young this year. Both of them will.
0: I, I'd be shocked if Darvish won it. If he's, you know, assuming he stays healthy, he's got a chance. But yeah, it's
1: if impossible. only he could strike out a few more people, right? I mean, what what is your well, what is your he's, beef he's with you, Darvish? Te- he's like, in
0: Texas, right? So it's a bad park, and he's coming off some weird back injuries that haven't. It's not like he got surgically repaired or like he's better. He's just still sort of could aggravate that at any moment. So he's an injury risk, and he's in an adverse situation both league and park wise. So. I don't know. He does strike out a lot of guys when he's completely healthy, but his ERA is probably going to be in the threes. His whip will probably be over 110. So I don't really see how. I, I just, I don't, I, don't see would, the, I don't see the draw just from a guy who's a big strikeout guy.
1: I didn't have this option, but would you take Kluber over him? Oh, of course. I would take Kluber, Kluber oh, man, over man. him. And that guy's coming off a huge workload. I'll, I'll do a side bet with that sure. right now.
0: Anytime. You want to just, who has a better year? 100 bucks. Okay, 100 bucks done. And then, okay. um, and remember this for me, because uh, I might not. And then um, Carrasco, I would think I would take over him too. I think Ooh, I would I take Strasburg over him. I, I take a lot of guys over Darvish.
1: Lester. Oh, well, I mean, you're talking Carrasco and Strasburg too. My guy, I, I, I would not argue that. I love, right. I love, obviously Strasburg. Right. I love him. So, so anyway, so um, uh, uh, Vlad, a uh, guy, you know, a wire writer, Vlad Sedler, not you know, Vlad Putin. Right, correct. Correct. Noticed this and, and brought it up, blah blah blah. Um, but I want to get to another point uh, real quick. That um, uh, a guy in this league is like a shark, I guess, um, on NFBC. And I love this—the fact that that, um, that there there are people that are so smart and so good in the in these NFBC leagues. And he said he he chimed in on Twitter and said that I stepped into a hornet's nest and basically uh, mocked my uh, my draft. And I love it. I love it. It's funny. It's great. It's great. Uh, some guy who's apparently won a lot of you know, ultimate champ, whatever, won a lot yeah. of money on the NFBC. Apparently, was in the league with me and knew whom I was and stepped in and and and, and talked talk some shit. Right. Obviously, knew he was talking about your draft was garbage. Yeah. No. He, no. I, I, no. I actually really liked my my team, but so I mean, it, it actually made are. it far more interesting for me uh, to follow this league uh, as it was before. So I, I I'm I'm and now I'm now you're motivated. You're Motivated. motivated. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, speaking of motivation, so if we win the NBA in the League of Leagues, are we going to win the whole thing? Is that, is yes, it awesome?
1: yes, yes, and we're currently in second a couple points down but ahead of – and um, I, I love that Cousin Sal personally talked shit to us recently in an email today, which I love, and he's apparently going to be in person. I, bu- I booked my flight, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out there for League of Leagues, and I'm going to be in person for our next one, which is just going to be a one-year. I like all the changes, by the way, all the rule changes we don't need to get into, but they all seem pretty uh, pretty significantly uh, as an improvement. So, uh, yes, we will win if we do come through.
0: So it's no longer a keeper league, this three-sport this three, uh, league. It's not a keeper league anymore. Correct. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, Sal tried to step to us, and I, I felt like I slapped him down. I threw you under the bus <laughs> while we're at it, but I didn't realize that we were still in contention at the time because I hadn't looked. So,
1: oh, we absolutely are. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's just saying that. No, we, we—it's—it's it's a battle to the very end in the final basketball season, and um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about in a couple weeks. But I'm curious if you—if you want to do the whole punt starting pitching and baseball again and all that stuff. But uh, we, we. Either way, it's pretty cool that we, at worst, we finished second overall. At worst.
0: Right. And, th- I mean, part of it was those NFL.com guys were just mailing it in. They had no chance. Like, there was only, like, five or six contenders, like Spore, yeah, but Jake on the flip Seeley, side, Jonah, Car- Jonah us, yeah. Sal and Brian, and maybe one other guy. But that was it. There was, like, six guys total that were even – like serious contenders at all. Yeah, Jake
1: Seeley Jake Seeley was good, but um but, but I mean come on, I mean the, the 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 main thing is Jonah Carey ripping people up in trades. Right. It's amazing that we finished ahead of him.
0: Yeah. But even so his his draft was so inept that he couldn't he couldn't salvage it was unsalvageable. So you know I wanna we'll revisit whether punting baseball the way we did punching starting pitching the way we did was right. I mean obviously position we're in it was right and to get the NBA team that we have, which we were able to do only because of that um, was was the right call? It looks like, but you know, just don't don't choke. You know, we've got a couple months left, and also I see that we're in second in the uh, NFBKC league that you're running. Oh for.
1: man, the team in first is like thirty points. I know,
0: but you're cutting in their lead a little bit. You know, they may there'll be injuries, people sitting. Don't you know? Go all out. You know? Don't mail it in. No,
1: I've I've absolutely been on the lineup, and and I, I have, I have. All right, I have. I will continue to. Yeah, no, I mean that, that's pretty good too. But yeah. So you want to do something funny?
0: I'll, I'll just say something funny. We got to get to because I just I got to get to bed. It's like twelve thirty, and we were out. And this dude, I'm not going to say his name because I feel bad for him, but he keeps like emailing me about trades in the uh, staff keeper like at RotoWire, and I've I've tried to trade with this dude before, and it just it never goes anywhere, and it's always like a bunch of emails and super annoying. So he keeps like emailing me, and I kept ignoring it, and he's like, Hey, man, you know, I keep trying to trade with you. Like, what's up? And I'm like, listen, just make me a fucking offer. I didn't say fucking. I said just make me an offer. Like, don't waste our time. Like, if you got, if there's an offer to be made, make it. If there's a trade to be made, there's an offer to be made. If there's an offer to be made, just make it. You're bothering me. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking on your door for a trade. Just make me a concrete offer, and I'll consider it. You know, don't don't say, hey, what are you looking for? Fuck that. I don't have time. Right? You know what I mean? It's like, just make me a fucking offer. Give me an option, and if it's a good one, if it's reasonable, I'll I'll consider it. And if it's good enough, we'll make a deal. If there's a good fit. So I said, make a real offer and we'll consider it. And he writes back, how about DeGrom for Carlos Correa? Now, Correa is like 3B or something like that in that league, meaning we can keep an extra year at 3 and extend him or whatever, and DeGrom's like the same situation. But, like, obviously Correa is worth more than – it's not even – that's just a stupid – so I just emailed – after, like, a week of just not even responding to that, he writes thoughts, and I write back, make a real offer and we'll consider it just make a real offer. Like the, making a ridiculous offer isn't making an offer. It's just, it's not even doing anything. It's just, this, we're back to square one. So he's like, so DeGrom is a piece of garbage. You know, he's like, I don't know. I'm trying. I have no idea how you value players. And I was like, dude, just make an offer that a sane person would consider. That's all I'm asking, you know? And here's for point of reference, here's the ADP. And I just pasted in like the NFBC ADP. He's acting like, oh, well, I don't know how you value these guys. Like, what do you mean you know how I value these guys? I value them like fucking everybody else values them pretty much, more or less. And then he's like, got it. And no, no need to use the term sane. I'm really trying to see here if there's a match and don't want to waste our time. The ADP will help. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, how many years have we done this? What, I mean, what do you – like, oh, oh, the ADP, what a revelation. Like, there's an ADP, and there's, like, places where guys are going. And, wow, the guy that I'm getting is, like, in the seventh round. The guy you're – I'm asking for is the guy in the second round. Like, how is that – I don't know. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with people?
1: Yeah, I never initiate trades uh,
0: unless – You're, the, you're I, the biggest coward.
1: Unless it's a must. I, I, I just hate it because of things like that. That is – that's absurd, of course. Like, and then I get frustrated, and then you just – yeah. I, I'm glad you insulted this person, well, by I, the way. I didn't really – I
0: was just wait, like, wait. dude, like, seriously, like, if you're going to send the email that I have to then read, and eventually if you email me three more times, respond to, like – have a purpose. Like, have a... You know, like, like just have a reason for living your life. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Don't live your life, like, faking, pretending to do trade. It's like, you're, like, faking trying to trade with me. Because it's not ever going to happen in this... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like, are you faking living your whole life? Or are you actually living your life? If you're living your life...
1: That's probably the way he does go undergo the rest of his life. Is, is But is I'm just saying, that. if
0: you're really living your life, you're going to... And you say you want to trade with me, then if you're living your life, you actually want to trade. That means you want to trade with me. There's actually a legitimate – I'm not just pretending to live my life. I'm actually living my life, in which case you're going to make me an offer. You know, when you make an offer, there should be some fear, like, oh, shit, I just sent out that offer. I hope he doesn't accept it. Oh, I mean, I want him to accept it, but right, I hope he doesn't. Right. There should be – when, when I send out offers, I'm like, oh, shit, maybe he'll – and when someone accepts it, like fucking Andy Barrons that fuck, I'll send that dude a good offer, and he'll accept it right away, and I'll be like, oh, shit any parents accepted my offer like maybe maybe i gave him too much like i'll just i'll get all panicked you know like that asshole he just accepted it like what did i do i probably gave him too much i'm too fair you know like but that's you should have a little bit of panic when you send out an offer it shouldn't just be like right right oh, hope, absolutely I, no i hope, I hope that sure. fucking idiot accepts my offer that would be amazing if he accepted that offer that if you no, feel you, like that you, you you're not sending a legitimate offer
1: you're you're 100 right it, it, the uh, proper offer is one in which you're worried if they accept that that then you know course, that it's legit. Of course,
0: because you're taking risk. There's a risk that it could fuck, you, that you could ruin your team by doing it. Then right. you know it's a real offer. If, right. if the risk is, well, if my guy goes at his 90th percentile and his guy goes at his 10th, I could lose a little bit. You know, that's not a. That's not. Like-
1: Every time you're sending an offer that you you're like, I really hope he accepts this. That's a good indication that it's not fair. Right. I mean, the, the, the it's it's one that that you are worried about is is the fair one for sure we can talk more about the actual logistics of of baseball next week i imagine with a little less wine in you and um i'm going to be coming back from labor and you're in yahoo friends and family you can actually be able to to participate in that it is um when is that like next week right it's tuesday yeah oh yeah tuesday yeah yeah i can do it all right well i actually have a baseball question for you. you brought up carlos correa um, whom would you take uh, gun to head, Carlos Correa or Corey Seager?
0: Probably Correa because he can run, but oh, yeah, they're man. both both close.
1: I keep going back and forth. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm mean, I, I like, a Giants fan who is who is weirdly just like totally attached to so many Dodgers this year. This year. It's crazy.
0: I mean, what's your case for Seager over Correa? I mean,
1: he, they're both, you know, I mean, young, uh, obviously, but in the same position and all that. Uh, I don't know. i i am It's a coin flip. That's why I asked you so I, I could see it. Correa, I drafted, I think, seventh overall in friends and family last year. Kind of disappointed after a really uh, hot start early. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. i, I, I That's why I wanted your opinion because I, I'm going back and forth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Correa can steal 20 bases if he's healthy, and I think that, that's a real difference maker. Uh, for what sure. it's worth, Steamer has Correa at 17. Uh, NFBC has Correa at 17. Seeger at 19. Steamer has so close Correa at 22. Seager at 25. So they're both pretty close, but both of them have Correa higher. For what it's worth, All right? Okay,
1: fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I love Justin Turner, um, Jock Peterson, uh, Rich Hill. I'm just a Dodgers shill at this point. It's 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 sad. Obviously, Kershaw number one overall. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the Dodgers are good. Don't
0: forget the best player on the Dodgers.
1: Oh, obviously, Puig. Yeah, I mean, obviously.
0: I mean, last year I said his floor was MVP, and he did do well at AAA, <laughs> to be honest. And let's not, let's not sell that short. But I don't even know if he did well. I haven't looked it up. But I think he did well at AAA. Anyway, yeah. um, you know what's funny is Eric, Eric Thames, right? Like he, Steamer has sure. him as like the 21st hitter or something crazy like that. Right, right, right. And, like, his Korean numbers are, like, did you see what he did in 2015 in Korea? Are you aware of that?
1: No, I'm not exact. I know it was like the highest. Okay, ever. I mean,
0: just like, like, Okay, so give me his like triple slash line in Korea just in 2015. Last year he was good, but 2015 was ridiculous. I have no idea. I it's don't just, know. Like, just, you know, triple slash line. So give me a, a guess. Like what was his batting average you guess?
1: 300, 400, 600.
0: Okay, it was 381, 497, 790. He slugged 790. Dude, he got on base at 497. How many bases did he steal? In, he only played 142 games, 472 at-bats.
1: Well, when you're slugging that much, it's almost hard to steal bases. Right, so just, in-
0: how many steals did he just chip in, given this ridiculous 1287 OPS?
1: 25.
0: 40. Okay, all
1: right.
0: Dude, all he, right. Went, he went 47, 140, 130 runs, 40 steals, 381 batting average in 142 games. Let me ask That's not this. bad. Let me That's ask not bad. This. If Mike Trout played at single A, at high A, would he have better numbers than Eric Thames put up in that Korean league?
1: No, 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 no. no. I would definitely take the under. No. At
0: 381, 497, 790, and he stole 40 bags, right? I mean, 47-40 season. I mean, so, and then the, last year, <clears throat> he only played 123 games. I don't know if he got hurt or whatever, but he had 40 homers, only 13 steals, only got caught four times. Three twenty one, four 427, twenty seven, six seven nine. Only an eleven oh six OPS, and the year before he had a eleven ten OPS before the twelve eighty seven. So he's that was like a twelve hundred OPS, twelve you know eleven seventy five the last three years. So like Steamer regresses him very significantly, but they regress him to like the twenty first hitter or something like that overall. Because right. what do you do with those numbers? It's just so off the charts.
1: Yeah, no, uh, totally. And most most ranking systems don't have them even close to that, but, I mean, you have to, resp- I mean, the funny thing is, is, like, things like steamer are, are typically, like, they're, they're, they expect missed playing time, and they're kind of, like, underrate players, so they're very bullish, so I've actually moved themes up um, on my rankings, and, like, and, and, by the way, Milwaukee, a super underrated hitters park, like, like, really, really, really good hitters park, and he's going to hit In the middle of that lineup, so uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy I'm I'm looking toward.
0: Right, and we say trout at high A, and the Korean league is definitely tougher than high A. It might be Triple A, it might be a little higher than Triple. I just said high A just to like make it absurd. Like trout plays at high A, what does he do? Right, he's probably not doing much better than Thames did. So, you know, it's like if so, if Thames is doing what Trout did or better at the Korean league, what's he going to do when he faces the major leagues? Now, maybe the difference is that. Thames maxes out against a certain type of pitcher and you raise the level and he's toast, but maybe not, you know, maybe players are just maybe as good. Not as, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I mean, we not. don't, we don't really know. And the problem with steamers is that steamer is really good when there's a lot of data and a lot of precedent. And when there's less, it's not as good It's a less reliable projection, but they also know that about themselves and they regress things even harder when the precedent is less. So right. it's, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, just something mm. that um, I'll probably have a couple shares for the hell of it. And he's going to play first base
1: too, right? So like he should stay healthy. So yeah, probably.
0: All right, man. I so pretty- so
1: Well, I don't think I, I don't think I brought this up on this podcast. I did earlier, but you know when did I did I bring up the Barry Bond stat here? I don't think I did. No. When he was forty, 40 years old, um, in two thousand and four, he had three hundred and seventy three at bats. Can you name how many times he reached uh, base safely that season?
0: What like? So he probably had, like, 373 at-bats. He probably had 300, so, like, 120 hits or something. And then he probably had, like, two, I'm going to say, like, 310 times. No, 300 times.
1: 376.
0: Uh, that's sick, because he had, like, 200 walks. He had, like, 100 intentional walks or something crazy like that. Yes.
1: So at 40 years old, he reached base more often than he uh, had an at-bat. That's, uh, that's ridiculous. And he played in the toughest uh, left-handed park. In the history of baseball, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's just so funny. The, the thing about uh, Bonds, though, and as great as he was, the OPS really overcounts it because OPS, as, as we've talked about, is a fucked up stat, right? Because it's slugging plus on base, but like they're totally different things. Slugging is based on at bats, and on base is based on uh, plate appearances. So, right. right, you walk, and you're not even adding to the denominator in the slugging, but you you are getting, you know, an extra one-for-one one in the on base. And it's not a – it's like – put it this way, like, like a way to show that it's fucked up is like if you had one home run and 10 walks, what would your OPS be? Right. What would it be? 5,000, right? Because you'd be slugging 4,000 and you'd right. be getting on base 1,000. But let's say you had nine home runs and one out. Your OPS would be lower than the guy who had one home run and nine walks. So you see how it's a little—I mean, that's an extreme example—but you see how it's skewed, right? Yeah, not but that, not the Bombs. I mean, you know, he—he's like, the
1: best guys. baseball player of all time. Well, let's, uh, let's let's we can all settle Bay on Ruth. that. Babe Ruth was, what do you say? Babe Ruth better?
0: Of course, Babe Ruth is better.
1: Oh, Babe Ruth would be in, wouldn't make the major leagues. Come on.
0: Okay, Bombs. relative. Okay, relative to his era, Babe Ruth yes. not, not only put I up in only numbers just, for like eight years, not three or four. But he also was a star pitcher. And the rest of the league wasn't hitting – when Bonds hit seven – They weren't hitting, three, like, 15 homers. Yeah, yeah, they I know. were hitting, like, 12 home runs. Like, Babe Ruth is the best player ever. And it's not even close. Uh,
1: okay. It's All not right. even close.
0: That's, that's the only
1: argument, is Babe Ruth, relative to his era, is the only well, I mean, argument. I then you
0: could never say that anybody, you know, more than, like, 15 years ago is even in the conversation. Like, some dudes from the 70s, you think, like, Mike Schmidt. You know, or somebody like that, like, best third baseman ever, arguably. Like, you get a guy like Joe Morgan, maybe best second baseman ever. He's got to come with his normal, his his size and his, you know, build into the current majors, right? Jerry Rice has to go compete against Calvin Johnson and, you know, those guys. I don't know.
1: Right, right. Okay, right. But, I mean, you're not, so you're not arguing against Barry Bonds, correct?
0: I'm not arguing that, like, if you put, like, It just means that nobody from, like, back when can, like, hang today because of the physical differences.
1: Sure, sure. Right. Okay. But, I mean, he's almost another era himself. But, I mean, we're talking 500 steals and gold gloves In this century.
0: You know what I mean? mean, He did his damage in this century. Babe Ruth. You know, know if you took
1: away all of his home runs and turned them into outs, he's the most homers ever, by the way. If you turn them into outs, he still has a a higher on base percentage than Alex Rodriguez.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. But check, <laughs> check out check out what yeah. Babe Ruth did in nineteen twenty nineteen twenty. No, I know, I know the the league.
1: I know. No, how, I, how I, many I...
0: runs do you think Babe Ruth had in nineteen twenty one? How many runs did he score? Yeah. How many runs did he score? One twenty. One seventy one. <laughs> how many RBIs did he have? It's like one seventy one or one seventy seven or something like that. What did he? Bat- right. what, what was his batting average?
1: Three forty.
0: No, uh, in 1921 it was. here's this triple slash line. It was 376. No, sorry, <laughs> 378. He went 378, 512, 846. It wasn't all walks. You know, he had 59 home runs, 168 ribbies, 177 runs. And he was pitching. He stole. He, well, no, he just not pitch that. He stole 17 bags. He got caught 13 times. Though. He wasn't a great base dealer.
1: Yeah, that's pretty silly. All right, fine. All right, and especially relative to what el- the other put it players this way. Just...
0: Babe Ruth led the league at home runs in 1918 with 11. Okay, he led it in 1919 <laughs> with 29. He led it in 1920 with 54. He led it again in 1921
1: with 59. Yeah, that's pretty.
0: That's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's a whole. Who,
1: who, who, um, who's a better basketball player if your life depended on it, Jordan in his prime or LeBron James? LeBron. Okay,
0: I was right. talking to Dre about this on the radio. So, like, LeBron was a rookie 2003-2004. And by, like, 2004-2005, he's already scoring, like, 28 a game with, like, 7-7 and with, you know, good percentages. And so he's already, like, in the best player in the league conversation in 2004-2005, right? Like, already it was, like, him, Garnett, Duncan. Some people thought Kobe, but I don't think so. Maybe tail end of Shaq's prime. And, you know, now this is, like... 11, 12 years later, and who's the best player in the NBA? It's LeBron. Like, nobody is the best player in the NBA for 12 years. This is fucking un—nobody. I mean, who—I mean, Kareem. Oh, if
1: anything, he's better, too, is the thing. If anything, he's like— But, like,
0: late. if you're like, who's the best player in the NBA 10 years ago? Oh, LeBron. Who's the best player in the NBA now? LeBron. Like, when has that ever happened?
1: And he's always healthy. Like, just what a beast. I mean, yeah. It this way.
0: Like, he's like the Venus, the, I mean, he's not the Venus, Serena Williams of tennis. Like, Serena Williams is, like, the best or second best player now. It's like, well, almost 20 years ago, she she won her first Grand Slam in 1999. It's like, who's the best female tennis player in 2000, 2001? Serena Williams. Who's the best player in 2010? Serena Williams. Who's the best player in 2016, 2017? It's like, you, most athletes, you're not the best in the world for that long. And, you know, tennis is different. Oh, she's one
1: of the best athletes of all time, for sure. Not, not just female athletes. She's one of the best yeah, athletes. It, you
0: know, ESPN did its 100 best athletes like uh, like a while back. She'd be top five. Oh, totally agree. It would yeah. be, be like number one, and they had Jordan number one, which I thought was kind of a – it's kind of cowardly. I wouldn't have put him number one, but it had like Babe Ruth number two, Muhammad Ali, people like that. Jim Brown was pretty high. But like Serena would be up there. She'd be in the top five. And LeBron, no in my opinion, nope. would be in the top five.
1: Well, I mean, he's he's. I, I don't really get the argument why he's not clearly number the best athlete ever. Like, I mean, who could what could you argue possibly that he's not the best athlete of all time?
0: Well, he's only won three championships. Bill Russell had like ten. Oh, I it, know it was easier. I mean, he's
1: just si. He's bigger than Carl Malone, and he's the right. best. Oh, you best mean this physical player. specimen? But what about he's Shaq? The best Shaq, Shaq, was, of all time. Shaq
0: was seven one three ten, and like could dribble and move his feet. Like Shaq is mean, ridiculous. It's, yeah. And like guys like Giannis are coming to the league. We're six eleven. You know, and can handle and pass and fast as hell. There's a lot of crazy, like, physical freaks. Calvin Johnson was running. Well, obviously, around. it's getting bigger and, and better.
1: I mean, and Calvin Johnson day. ran and like it. a 4.3.5 and was 6.5.240. Right. Like, yeah, he's a better athlete than Jerry Rice. I mean, no question. But but LeBron, okay, what is that? What is that? What are you arguing? I mean, it's evolution. No, yes. I'm just, I'm just saying. That, well,
0: it's not evolution because evolution is about survival, right? And so, like,. Everybody survives these days, you know, it's like, and the fact that, you're well, you're barely, still, the fact that you survive, you're barely, you're barely doing it, but. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like someone like you, the fact that you can, you know, feed yourself is a miracle, but the point is like, it's not evolution. It's just, I mean, it's evolution of sport because more and more money goes into it, more and more training, but your physical athleticism is not really evolution. In fact, if anything it would be going the other way,
1: please explain yourself. I don't get it. I, I, I do feel like it is evolution. I want to hear your evolution
0: is natural selection. It's like, okay, well, you know, people, you know, let's say you're like just really dumb and you can't like survive. Well, you die and so you don't reproduce. And so smarter people who are able to like salvage shit and cooperate with each other and do whatever survive. So the humans kept getting smarter and they kept getting more savvy and whatever until we, you know, our cerebral cortexes grew and we have bigger brains than our ancestors. So that's like normal, right? That's evolution. It's about survival. But once, you know, we get to a point technologically in society where even dumb people or even unathletic people like yourself can reproduce, <laughs> and obviously you have twice, um, then, you know, the, your genes are not being eliminated from the po- from the population anymore, right? So, like, your genes are intermingling with the population in a detrimental, je- detrimental way for humanity, but that's not – there's no natural selection taking place. So, like, you know, obviously, like, there's a huge incentive for people who – have good athletic genes to train really hard and to practice and lift weights and do shit to like get the money. But for them to have better athletic genes, there is absolutely no um, evolutionary or natural selection purpose of that.
1: First of all, I have skeptic- skepticism and I've asked for a, a, a maternity test. First of all, second of all, absolutely. Uh, what do you think uh, babe Ruth uh, would, would be in the spectrum if he were transported into baseball
0: right now i mean i think he would be a a monster still but it's really it's impossible really to yeah i think i mean the thing is like those guys were throwing like 80s so like seeing a guy throw 100 might you know might be a problem for him i don't know you know but like i hand coordination so, so you think you would
1: be in the major leagues and be a monster
0: is what you think i think probably if you're that much better than everybody yeah i think so right yeah. it, i think you know ted williams same thing like i think that um you know, they're they're all. It's not like Babe Ruth was I don't know six one or whatever. I, I got to look up his exact height. I, I actually, I can look it up right now. He was six uh, two two fifteen. You know, it's not like it's not like right. he couldn't hang. You know, I mean, he was kind of fat, but I'm sure he would just lift some weights or whatever to get. Well,
1: with and it. and the other argument too would be like if he just wasn't eating hot dogs and drinking right. beer. Imagine if. You know, if he had, like, a trainer and all this other stuff, they're helping.
0: Yeah, so. But yeah eye-hand coordination, you know, baseball is really one of the sports where I think you could transpose people. I don't know about those pitchers in the dead ball era. It's a different ball, but, like, a guy hitting home runs in the dead ball era, I, I wonder, you know, like, he might be crushing it. And and it's, it's, it's eye-hand coordination, you know, which is right, which is different than, like, just, like, basketball or something where it's, like, if you're – Bill Russell was like 6'10", probably 220 or something. I don't know how tall. I don't know how heavy he was. But, you know, it's just a different game than it was when he he was playing, when he played center. Maybe he'd be like an elite KG type of power forward but and still be a Hall of Famer. But it's just a different game. So, you know, I I think the physical sports like football and basketball, where it's just brute size and strength, means so much. I think QBs are not brute size and strength, but so many of the positions are. in basketball is different than like baseball or tennis or some of these sports that are mostly eye hand coordination based. Not that like no. strength and speed no. don't matter. They do, but it's, they're mostly like, you get some dude who's like, let's say you found some dude and you didn't know anything else about him, but he ran a four, three 40 and he was six, five Right. And quick. Like you don't know how, if he's good at football or not, but like you've got to find out, like if you're an NFL team, you're going to like bring that dude in for sure. Right. Whereas like in baseball, knowing that is meaningless. You'd be like, right. who, I mean, right? I mean, the odds that he can hit are almost zero. What you know, a random person with physical skills being able to hit is like so unlikely. So, or pitch or anything, right? So, like in in those other sports, if you knew he would do with seven feet three hundred and ran a four four forty, you'd be like, who cares if he's ever played basketball in his life? This dude's going to dominate. That's yeah, no, that's like inter-
1: interesting footage online right now. There's another guy, and then another one is Manute Bold's son who's like 77 seven and um dominating in high school or whatever in in you know junior college but who knows how that'll translate with with that size. So so my biggest question j- just to reiterate is you would take in a game with your life depending on it you would draft LeBron over Jordan in his prime.
0: Um I don't know. I'm not 100%. I wouldn't say I'd have to think about it more for my life depending on it because Jordan was a sociopath basically. Like he
1: for sure,
0: yes. he was so driven in a way that, like, you know, I watched this show, Billions. Now it's kind of cheesy, but I kind of like it. And it like a- it's 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 awful, but worth watching. Right. And so there's this, there's like a scene where like Brody's seeing his therapist, whatever, who's that other dude's wife, which is such a stupid plot device. But anyway, <laughs> and and like he does this thing. I mean, whatever. I'm giving away a little bit. It's a stupid show, but he like it's fine. It's he gets fine. his he gets his guy who's like dying of cancer. To pretend to be, like, a mole for, like, the uh, FBI and the U.S. attorney and to fuck them over. And he's conf- he feels bad about it, and he's talking to his, like, therapist, and he was saying how, yeah, he used that guy, and he could have given him some treatment that would have extended his life a few months, but he didn't even tell him about it because he really needed him for this perfect project. Since he's dying, he's never going to, like, testify in court. And... He's like, am I a sociopath? And she's like, well, the fact you feel bad of it means you're not a sociopath. But the fact that you did it means you're not normal. So you're sort of in between. And like, I don't know. Jordan seems like that type of dude, you know? Like, I, right, he just right. seemed like he was he was crazy, you know. Whereas LeBron is like, he's more of a normal guy, personality-wise. It seems like. Right, so that's sure. so in some ways like that. If the game were really on the line, like Jordan, for him, it's like life or death, you know. So I, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. And I, I hate totally. and I hate Jordan.
1: I know you do. Uh, I agree. Um Billions is an entertaining show and um uh but yeah, definitely uh got some got some problems with it, but very entertaining. And uh yeah, Jordan is uh definitely I would I would characterize him as that. Uh I was a kid during his heyday and I he was my favorite player and uh, just loved watching him but Yeah, I mean, maybe that is the difference, just the drive. But, I mean, physicality...
0: LeBron's a better basketball player, in my opinion. Like, he's a better player. Like, he's got more skills. He's a better athlete. He's the better talent. Um, He's more valuable to a team in general. But, you know... So, that's not evolution,
1: though. That's not evolution, though.
0: No, it's not evolution. LeBron, even if he was a shitty athlete, would have survived. Like, there's no you know there's no evolution literally you're
1: using the wrong definition then what uh, they're getting bigger stronger faster is what i'm saying
0: yeah i'm not faster. sure why people are getting bigger stronger faster anymore i'm not really sure what the reason for that is maybe better nutrition like but our country is like totally malnourished we're eating total fucking garbage so i don't know i'm not really sure all, all right see like a monster
1: I, i've done i got nothing else uh, Fired up for labor and uh and right. well, Family wants to talk about.
0: Let's win the NFBKC and win this league of leagues, and then I won't consider you such a worthless sack of shit.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. You know, uh, I plan to. Right. Well, I'm only. i mean, I'm, I'm. I'm hindered by your your NFBKC team. But it was uh, a pretty was, good team.
0: I. I had a pretty good draft. I have to say. Uh, by the way, email me that hundred dollar bet. Um, you Darvish versus who was it? Kluber. We'll Klu- do Kluber. All right. Yeah. And we'll you, do. All you, right, man. Good All right, take it easy, Dalton. All right, later, man. This podcast is sponsored by FanDuel. Uh, if you're a new user, there's a special offer. You get a free six-month subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will we get the free subscription, but you also have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. It's more than $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW.